I want everybody to eat. And maybe that's just me being a good ass person, but I want everybody to eat, whether you're in my life or not. You don't gotta sit at my table to eat. Wait, first of all, my face know I gotta be on camera, so why is it breaking out like this? Like, I don't, I don't even know. But anyway, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Just Jay the Podcast. This is episode 12. Um, this is actually our season finale of season two, which is really crazy because this season flew by. But honestly, like, I need a break. Not gonna lie. I love making content. I love doing this, but I, I, I feel like I just need a break. I just need a break from everything. I'm not even going to lie to you. And tomorrow is our five-month anniversary, which is so crazy because you would think I've been doing this for years. You would think I've been doing this forever, like way longer than five months. And it's only five months. And that's crazy because I've just been perfecting my craft. And like, it's something that I've been wanted to do. And I just did it and just get better and better. Every episode, every season just gets better and better. And I'm so happy that I don't, give a fuck what anybody feels or has to say about my work you know what i'm saying because i'm gonna get into it later in the episode but i just have been doing a lot of like a lot of like self-reflection and a lot of just trying to figure out my mindset and my life really and i love that i just said fuck it i'm gonna do it i love that i just i didn't I didn't wait until I felt confident. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not gonna lie. Like, the the 2021 kind of was the year where I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna do everything that I said I wanted to do, and whether anybody likes it or not, I'm gonna do it for me. And I'm glad I did that because I got an amazing product out of it, an amazing business that I've gained so much of a following on. I just hit 200 followers on my Instagram. That might not be a lot to you, bitches, but 200 followers compared to having 20. My first week of doing this is amazing to me. Like that's that's wild and I'm so grateful that 200 people actually like like my work and actually listen to the things that I talk about. Sorry, that's my dog over there. Should have put that motherfucker outside, but whatever. Um, but I love that 200 people actually like tune into my my whole podcast. Like that's so cool and I'm so grateful because I didn't I didn't do it to see like, okay, I'm going to see who fucks with me. I'm going to see how many followers I get. The numbers never matter to me because I realize the numbers are always going to come. But seeing it so soon feels really, really good. And I think for five months, we're doing a damn good ass job. Like imagine, think of all the things we've done five months in. Okay. We've had launch parties. First of all, we're two seasons in, we done dropped shirts. We done got a lot of fucking promotional items, pens, um, business cards, all that shit. We have, I have done a lot posters. Hello flyers, whatever these things are called banners. Like I, yeah, I've done a lot. So like, I can only imagine like what this is going to look like at the end of 2022. Cause it's literally just, what is it? January 12th. And I'm already ending my first my second season of my second season but my first season of the year like imagine where I will be at the end of the year and where I'll be next year like I'm just so proud of 
my perseverance because I'm not going to lie. Like I said in the last episode, this business shit, it's hard, especially when you wake up and you just don't feel like doing nothing, when you don't feel like putting yourself out there and talking about how you feel on an episode because like, I'm not going to lie, lately, the past couple couple weeks, I've just been so like on edge and I don't know if that's just because I need a break from everything and I just need to you know take a time take time to just chill and like regroup and get my mind right I don't know if that's it but I'm excited to give myself the next two weeks because they're needed and I think it's always important to just give yourself time to rest up time to get your mind right because I think when we're in go mode and we're working 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 we always think okay we gotta work we gotta work we gotta work Sometimes you got to give your body that break to where it's just like, okay, I don't got to worry about nothing. You feel me? And I think that's definitely what I'm about to do and what I'm about to focus on. Plus, school is going to be starting in the next two weeks. So it's just like, I really need to get everything in order. And I think this is the perfect time to do it because it just is. I don't know. But um, yeah, this will be the last episode of season two. Then the next episode or the first episode of season three will air February 4th. Um, So, yeah, that gives me about a two-week break. Um, I always do about two weeks, like I said in the last episode, because I just feel like that's a perfect amount of time for me to, like, you know, record as much content as I can, get my, you know, mojo back and just really get back into my bag of doing this and doing school and then working and all that stuff. So I'm really excited for that. Um, I never realized how powerful manifestation is. I looked up the definition of manifestation because I actually never really knew the actual definition of manifestation. And it's an event, an event, action, or object that clearly shows or embodies something, especially a theory or an abstract idea. I didn't realize, okay, so over the weekend, I went, a, I went away. Well, not really away. Me and my one of my girlfriends got a um, hotel in the city just for the night, just to like regroup and just to like, you know, let some shit off our chest. And I didn't realize how much of my adult life, my current adult life that I actually manifested. Like, for example, this podcast, this podcast was spoken into existence three years ago. I just never was focused enough. I never had the right confidence. I never had my shit together to actually do it up until now. So I spoke that shit into existence years ago not even realizing how powerful manifestation was. And back then I had no idea really what power, what manifestation and law of attraction really was. Also, my job, I work at a gym. I always said when I was in high school, yo, I wish I could work at a gym. I would love to work at a gym and I'm doing it. Like I literally sat down and thought about all the things in my life. And I was like, wow, I, I manifested this. Like this is what the things that I put into the universe. I said I wanted to graduate college. I'm doing it. When I first applied to colleges after high school, I always wanted to go to John Jay. Always. It was always a dream of mine because they have the they have the best criminal justice like classes and everything. So I always wanted to go there. But the school that I chose, Fairleigh Dickinson, was just, you know, it, it gave me an opportunity to go away to school because that's really what I wanted. I wanted that experience to dorm. I wanted that experience to kind of get away, even though it was only an hour away from like my hometown, but it still was an opportunity for me to get away. And I think that really was what I needed. And I think that was really vital to my me growing my independence as a woman and me really figuring this life shit out, really. Because I, even though, like, my shit, my dorming experience got cut short because of, like, the pandemic and all that shit. But 
I don't regret the time that I was there because I was there for a minute. I was, what, a year or something? A year or two? I don't know. But I, Corona has me losing track, track of everything. I don't even remember. But whatever. But it definitely was important for me to know, like, even just having to cook my own meals, do my laundry by myself, and just waking up every day by myself and not having my parents there to, like, just, you know, help me with everything. It was really, really important for me as a woman to learn that and have to go through that experience by myself. Yes, it was hard for me because like I, I got homesick immediately and it was it took me so long to get adjusted to that lifestyle. But once I did, it was amazing. I don't regret picking Fairleigh Dickinson at all because I think that was a great stepping stone for me to really find myself and really understand how powerful or not even how powerful, understand my love for learning and understand where I really wanted to take this shit because I had some amazing professors at Fairleigh Dickinson. I, bro, Dr. Evans, if you ever see this, honey, you, he wrote me mad recommendation letters. He took me on mad prison trips, got me a whole pen pal from, bro, it was that, he a real one. If you ever wrote to Fairleigh Dickinson and you get Dr. Evans, Dr. Sachs, which I think she, I don't think she works there no more. I think she, um, yeah, whatever. Them, them two, amazing criminal justice professors, bro. Like, I met so many people. They That school, I'm not going to lie, Fairleigh Dickinson. I think I, I slept on Fairleigh Dickinson because I always thought, like, oh, this is everybody's last resort. Nah, Fairleigh Dickinson is an amazing school with an amazing professors, an amazing campus, and it, it it's, it's amazing. I, I don't regret going there at all, and I think... Now that I'm going to John Jay now for my grad um, degree, I, I'm just, I did everything perfectly, I feel. Like everything worked out the way it was supposed to and everything fell into place the way it was supposed to. I think Fairleigh Dickinson was supposed to be my very first step. That was supposed to be, you know, the place where I found myself and I found my independence. Then, you know, I came home for a long time because, you know, the pandemic shut everything down. So I just decided to go stay home. And then I got accepted to John Jay and it was just like, whoa, this is like, a dream that I've always had my entire life and I'm achieving it. Like I can't, I'm so happy. Like I literally, first of all, I love to learn. Okay. I've been said I'm a nerd, been said that, whatever, whoop-de-boop-de-doo. But going to John Jay, I feel like a real smart bitch and I'm so happy to be here. Okay. But I spoke that shit into existence because I said that I wanted to go there. Like I literally applied there when I applied for Fairleigh Dickinson. It was just a matter of, you know, me wanting to dorm and go away and all that shit. And the matter of, like, not picking a school that was going to put my parents in so much financial debt. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I got, thank God for my mom and my dad because they, when it comes to school, they'll pay for that shit for me. They will do everything for me because they know that's my dream. They know that's, at the end of the day, that's going to be the one thing that gets me out of here. That's going to be the one thing that takes my career and my life to the next level. So, yeah. They have no problem being that support system and that, you know, that help for me. And I I love that because, like, I couldn't have been able to do it without them. So it's just crazy to see all the things that, like, I've done in my life right now. And, like, I'm 21 and I've done so much already. Like, I I started traveling last year. Like, I've been to Atlanta. Like, I've been to – I'm about to go to Vegas in two weeks. Like, I've done so much crossing shit off my bucket list every single day and it's like the power of manifestation and the law of attraction is so real and people don't realize like when you speak things into the universe 
that's why they say be careful what you say or be careful what you wish for because you can say you want something and you can speak something into the universe and three years later it'll happen and then you're like damn like i said i wanted this like what how did this happen you said it you spoke that shit into existence you put that shit in the air so just because it didn't happen immediately and you didn't get an immediate result doesn't mean that it's it wasn't gonna happen for you and i think that's that's one of the things that i had to realize because i you know, when I spoke about John Jay, I was like, okay, well, I ain't going there, so it's whatever. That's just going to be a dream of mine. No, like, I'm like, you know what I'm I don't, does this make sense? Am I, am I making sense here? Because I just feel like it's so important to just say what you want aloud. Write that shit down. Because honestly, my motto is when you say things aloud and when you write them, like physically write them down on paper, they're bound to happen. Because first of all, the power of the tongue is immaculate okay once you say something and put it into the universe and you're watch it happen i'm telling you watch it happen just be... but the th the key to learning about manifestation is patience you cannot say that you want something or you want something to happen and expect it to happen tomorrow you can't wake up and your manifestations are all going to come true that's not how it works be patient for the shit that you want because honestly when i like my the gym when I said that I wanted to work at a gym, I just thought it was cool. I just thought like, oh, you know, you get a free membership. You see all these people, you know, like you help people all day. I just thought it was cool to work at a gym. I always, I always would go to the gym and I'd be like, damn, I wish I could work here. Like this would be, this, I, this feels like a good environment for me. Never in a million years did I really think that I would do it. Cause like, I'm not gonna lie. When I was younger, I used to apply to gyms all the time and never get called and never get like, you know, whatever. And I was just like, whatever, maybe it's not for me. A gym literally opened up three minutes from my house. And my dad had told me one day, like literally my dad was the one who told me about the gym opening. and was like, yo, that's, that shit's about to open. Like maybe you should apply there. Cause I was complaining about my old job anyway. Cause I hated that shit. Okay. <laughs> hated that. And literally the moment he told me, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna apply. I'm gonna see, bro. They called me within like a week, got the job within two. So it was just like, and my, not even on top of that. First of all, my boss like off rip when i went to the interview first of all he was black that was a plus for me because i i live in a white neighborhood now okay i don't live in the neighborhood that i grew up in unfortunately so i live in a white neighborhood now and when i walked in and seen that this man was black okay i was like oh i scored okay hell yeah then he hired me on the spot okay didn't have to do nothing like it was just like everything fell into place in that moment and my coworkers are amazing people. Like it is the perfect environment for me. And I think that's why all the mother gyms wasn't calling me because I needed to wait for this very moment. And I needed to wait for this very gym with these very cool ass people to be here because everything happens for a reason. Every, the timing of everything is perfect. And if something is not, if something is not working, it's necessary. It's probably because of the timing. The timing is probably not right. You can't rush success. You can't rush love. You can't rush none of that. None of it. Because if you rush it, it's not going to work. And I just think that everything in my life has happened for a reason. Everything in my life is going according to the fucking plan. And I'm, it's, it's, it, it amazes me because it's like, damn, like, I didn't said a lot of shit. I didn't spoke a lot of shit in the universe. Like, I've been said I, w I was going to be a millionaire like seven years ago. Been said that. 
it's just not my time right now. So now imagine, right? Wait, no, not even imagine. When I become a millionaire, I'm going to look back on this very episode and I'm be like, damn, bitch, you said that shit and it happened. That's, that's, that's the way I'm trying to, trying to change my mindset. I'm trying to look at everything positively because, you know, we'll want something to work out or we'll want something to happen for us, right? And it just won't. And we'll often get upset and we'll often create a problem in our head. And it's like, damn, like, why is this not working? Damn, this is something that I really want. Why is it not happening when I want it to happen? Like, it's in my face right now, but I can't obtain it. It's 99.5% of the time because of the timing. Or it's just not meant for you. Even though you think it is, it's not meant for you. And I think it's so hard for me because when things like fall apart, it's just, it's so devastating. It's so, like, I'm so sad, like, and I really, really have to force myself to understand, yo, first of all, patience is a virtue. Once you learn patience and once you figure out how to control yourself and control your emotions to not jump to conclusions and not make everything so big, you're mastering your life. Because realistically, like, you really got to be patient with everything. You got to be patient with yourself. You got to be patient with the people that you interact with because not everybody's like you. Not everything's going to be perfect. So definitely, I've definitely learned so much in this last weekend than ever before, really. Because, like, the pieces are starting to fit together for me. And it's crazy. It's unfortunate because, like... I had come, I had went grocery shopping for my house. I don't know why my dad hates grocery shopping now. I don't know why he, it suddenly fell on me, but whatever. Gotcha, boo. Anyway, I had come home and my dad told me like, yo, somebody, I'm, first of all, let me just say this. I've said rest in peace to too, too many times in my life. I've gone to way too many funerals. I've gone to way too many wakes. I physically, my heart physically cannot take that shit no more. I didn't put too many of my family members and the people that I love and adore in the ground. So my dad, you know, I come up the stairs. My dad's like, yo, I got some bad news. Like, Messiah just called me and said, like, yo, Barry died. And I'm like, Barry fucking who? The only Barry I know is <laughs> love me before they all do Barry. Moral of that story is, like, my family just lost somebody so powerful and so beautiful and so cool and so like when I think of him I think of a creative fucking genius this hoodie I have on is his brand you know his business love me before they all do and I think immediately without I've never asked him like what was your meaning behind that why did you pick that slogan why did you say that I've never asked it because immediately when I heard it I adapted it immediately because I was like, love me before they all do. That sounds so fucking powerful and so simple, but it has an amazing message. To me, that shit means love me before everybody else catches on to that, catches on that I'm it and that I'm popping. Love me before they do. Because when they do, everybody's going to want to love me. Love me now before people really catch on to me and my greatness. Love me right now. That's what that shit meant to me. And I thought that shit was the most creative, beautiful thing that... I had ever seen like this was my first hoodie of his my first one right and I remember I told my dad because my dad had bought a white one and he gave it to my best friend we had took pictures in that shit and everything we were so excited to send him these pictures yo he loved them 
And I was like, yo, dad, I want a red one. Cop the red one. Bro, he literally drove to my house. It had to be like midnight. Drove to my house to drop off my hoodie and was like, yo, this is for y'all. Brought one for me and one for my dad. You do not find people like that no more, bro. I don't know how I keep acquiring and meeting these beautiful people in my life and losing them, but that shit is so heartbreaking. I was in my closet a couple days ago looking at my hoodies and shit, and like I pulled out this one and the red one. I started bawling. Like, if anybody, this man just got his brand in Jimmy Jazz. Okay, if you are from New York, you know what the fuck Jimmy Jazz is. Jimmy Jazz is a fucking well known, high popularity sneaker store in the city. If you in Jimmy Jazz, you are popping. And I had one, I had two. So I was feeling really like that bitch because I'm like, damn, like, them niggas in Jimmy Jazz got to go wait online to get this shit. I got it. Hand delivered. What? And for them to take my boy, bro, I'm tight. I'm so tight, bro. I can't even talk about this right now because, like, what, bro? Like, I am so tired of losing the greatest fucking people. And it's just like, I'm relating this to Khalid as well. Like, I'm losing people that the world knows could be the next big fucking thing. Once you get in Jimmy Jazz, you you on a whole different caliber. You on a whole different level than the rest of these niggas out here, okay? The sky was the limit for him. When I tell you this man was so beautiful, he had such a amazing smile. My dad was telling me like a couple uh, some stories about him, right? And my dad was like, you know what's crazy? Like... He always called me OG. Never called me by my first name. I don't, he, I don't even really think he knew my first name, but it was always OG. Let me show you this. OG, I got this. OG, look at this. And it's just like, you don't find the people that I find anymore. You don't. And he, it wasn't even my family member. It was a family friend. Like, this is a family friend from way back that, like, I grew up watching. I grew up watching him build this dream. My dad helped me make his first business cards. My dad helped me, him make his first fucking promotional items. Like, when my dad told me that, bro, my heart sunk because Messiah is my brother. Him and Barry were like this. Messiah has older brothers. Them and Barry were like this. I, I hurt when I see my brothers hurt. Messiah's not my blood brother. That's my God brother, technically. But that's my motherfucking brother. That's my other half. That's my entire heart in a person. Literally. When he hurts, I'm broken. Because, like, men already don't take their mental health seriously. Men already are the type to just hold that shit in and bottle their emotions in. When it comes to my brothers, no, talk to me. Tell me what you feel. I will get on the next thing smoking to you so we could talk about it. Don't ever. I hate that. I hate that. I hate when men feel like. I mean, I, I can't necessarily say that I hate it because that's just how they are. That's just how they operate. When shit goes down, they, they, their first instinct is to like just go mute and not say shit and just handle that shit on their own. I get it. But I want to be that person in everybody's life that I'm in. To where you feel like, this too much, let me call Jay. This too much, let me vent to somebody that I know gonna give a fuck. That I know gonna try to help me. Bitch, call me. Call me. Call me. Call me. I hate, I don't want nobody suffering in silence. Because yo, 
Life is so short. Love on your people, bro. And I, I'm my biggest thing right now is that I'm learning as well. I've learned so much in the past week. Like it, I've learned so much. Give your people their flowers while they're here. If you got a man, you know, if your homie over here got a rap career that's going phenomenal, give that boy his flowers. Tell him how phenomenal he is. Tell him how important he's going to be. Tell him. Tell them. You got a best friend that has a clothing brand? Like me. Tell her that that shit is fire. Tell her that that shit is amazing and she got to keep going. Tell everybody that you know how amazing they are. Tell them. Give them their flowers. Don't wait until niggas die or some tragic detrimental shit happens to people to where you feel like, oh shit. Damn, bro. Like, I should have told you this while you was here. I should have did this while you're here. No. I make my friends hella uncomfortable. I'm going to tell you I love you every second. Okay. Yeah. And I'm going to hug you every second because I'm big on affection and I'm big on physical touch. I'm going to... Bitch, I am... Man... No, I'm giving everybody their flowers. I, and you know what's, what I'm also doing? I'm giving myself my flowers. Because I already know, I'm telling everybody else to give their people their flowers. That message is not going to resonate with everybody, okay? You're not going to get your flowers from the people that you want flowers from. It's not always going to happen that way. Plant them shits and pick them shits yourself. And give them to yourself. That's simple. Like, life... That was the last person I ever in my life thought my dad would tell me is gone. And you know what's crazy? We often go through our daily life and we don't think about everybody that we've had interactions with. We don't think about everybody that we've ever come in contact with. Because it's just like, you know, life goes on. You 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 just doing your own thing. You busy doing your own thing. So when my dad brought his name up, I was like, Barry fucking who? I let me tell you something as well. I you know, when people die at funerals, the funeral's coming. I feel it. The funeral's coming, clearly, obviously. I'm scared to death of, because I, okay, personally, I feel like I've healed from a lot of my personal trauma that I've gone through in my life. A lot of my personal trauma is from the death of my loved ones. So many loved ones that I've lost. We've talked about this already. I said this already. I haven't talked about this for years and years and years. I've done a lot of work for that. I think I've healed from a lot of my emotional trauma. I do not know how my mind and my heart and my body are going to react walking into another funeral for somebody that I care about so deeply. I don't know how it's going to work for me because I've already told myself I don't want to bury no I don't I don't want to bury nobody else. I don't want to have to Put nobody else in the ground. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do it. I know it's not up to me to choose. It's not my decision to make. But I don't want to do it. I've been doing that all my life. So I don't, I'm, that's why I'm scared. Because first of all, seeing this beautiful man in this casket is going to tear me to pieces. Seeing my, my brothers and my dad across the room crying over this beautiful, amazing man is going to tear me into pieces. Okay? And the fact that I have to walk into another funeral home again doing the same thing over and over again i've been to so many funerals i know exactly how the fucking shit is gonna go i know what we're gonna do first i know what they're gonna say i know where we're gonna go after this i know i know the proceeding i know i know the routine of a funeral i hate that i know that it makes me mad because i don't want to know that that's crazy that's wild i like i've done this too many times to the point and I, I you know what i'm the type of person where like 
I'm big on tattoos. I love tattoos. I have so many tattoos. I'm going to get Love Me Before They All Do tatted all over my body. I have um, a tattoo with, it's like birds. And then the birds turn into, um, what are those fucking flowers called? The ones that you blow on and then the shit goes everywhere. You make a wish on them. Whatever. And it's Khalid, my uncle Corey, and then my cousin Scooter. I always told myself, because it was, it was my cousin Scooter and then it was my uncle Corey first. Then Khalid passed away and I was like, fuck, I got to add Khalid to this. Like, this is so sad. After I put Khalid on there, I said, I'm not adding no more birds to this because I'm not, I'm not losing no more people. And I was wrong. We always say that, like, oh, I don't want to lose any more people. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. And it's going to happen. It's going to happen. No matter how shitty that is, it's going to happen. I know this is not going to be my last funeral that I ever go to. And that shit infuriates me because I've been doing this my whole life. I've been putting people in the ground my whole life. And it'd be the most amazing fucking people. The biggest people. The best people in my life. But, um... Oh, talking about that shit, just like... Let me say something. Let me say something, because this is very important. I don't know why I have to say this for the stupid people in the back, but I'm going to say it. When somebody dies, when somebody loses a loved one, the most inconsiderate thing you could ever do in the world is immediately ask them, how did they die? Do you know how, do you know how this person died? Do you know how this, can we put them in the ground first? Can we put them in the ground first? Can we, can we, can we, can we process this loss first before we tell anybody what happened? It happened with my cousin Khalid. People all kept asking me, asking me, asking me, what happened to him? What happened to him? What happened to him? What happened to him? You know how, you know how many people I had to leave on open? In my DMs because they kept asking me what happened to him, what happened to him, what happened to him. I don't want to answer that question, bro. I'm still processing what the fuck happened to him. Why are you asking me that? Why do I have to say that that's so inconsiderate? I don't know. People be so fucking weird. That shit. Because I was at work literally like the, it, was my, it had to be like the day after the day, two days after he had passed away. I don't know. I guess somebody at my job knew him. Don't know. Oh, you know how Barry died? I rolled my eyes so hard to the back of my head and I did not answer. Cause it's just like, first of all, why are you asking me that here? I'm at work right now. How do you know? How do you know that that's not my trigger? How do you know that that's not gonna trigger me to where now I gotta go home? Cause I don't wanna be here. Cause you just fucked up my whole day. Cause I'm sitting here trying to not think about that shit. How do you know that's not my trigger? How do you know? And two, you could ask me anything in the world. And he chose that a day after I found out. Bro, I be ready to shake with me. <laughs> I be, when it comes to people dying, bro, leave people alone. Let people grieve. We don't want to answer questions. We don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. And quite frankly, I don't even know the whole story because I know the people that knew before me, I'm not asking them no questions because I know they're fucking hurt too. Does this help? What's not clicking, Steven? What's not clicking? What? Like, what? Bro, like, oh my God, that shit just pissed me off so bad. Like, that shit made me so mad. But, but, um, what else I want to talk about? Definitely think that this past week has been really, really important for me. Really important for me to understand, like, the importance of the things that I want, the importance of speaking the things that I want into existence, the importance of, and you know what's crazy? When you, when you realize 
that manifestation is powerful. And when you realize the power of your tongue and the power of the things that you say, now, like, I'm saying things, right? Because I know they're going to happen. Because that's how powerful manifestation is. Like, I'm just, you know, just like, oh, I want this. I want this to happen. I want to be happy. I want to do all this. And I'm, I smile when I do it because I know it's going to happen because I, I spoke it into the universe. I spoke it into existence. It's just the fact of mastering patience that I struggle with. I'm an impatient bitch. Okay? I don't know if y'all knew that about me. I am an impatient bitch. Okay? If it's not happening now when I want it to, I don't want it. That used to be me. Okay? I'm, I'm, I'm learning. I'm trying to be a better bitch. But definitely was not one of those patient bitches that was just like, mm, patience is a virtue. No, I just learned that, like just now. Okay, so, but yeah, you definitely gotta be patient with the things that you want. And you gotta, you gotta understand that life is not always gonna be easy. You gotta understand that life is not gonna just give you everything that you want right away. You kinda gotta put in a little bit of work for it. Not gonna lie, I spoke that the, the podcast into existence. I, I, I said that I wanted that. I kinda had to, you know, wait a little bit be patient, and then put in a little bit of work for it. I mean, you can't, you can't just, the universe is not just going to give you shit. You got to be a good person. You got to work for that shit. Because when you're a good person and you put out good energy and you put out good shit, the universe is going to replenish you ten, tenfold. Tenfold. That's why I pride myself on being a good person, although being a good person gets you hurt a lot. Being a good person gets you hurt so often that it makes you not want to be a good person, but that you can never you can never let yourself sink to that level. You can never let yourself or let the pain that is caused on you because of your good heart make you feel like, damn, I wish I didn't have a good heart. Can't do that. Because that's, that's also something that I've been struggling with this week because like I feel like people don't take me serious. I feel like people don't give me my flowers. I feel like people don't respect what I say. I feel like people don't support what I say, and I don't like that. And I think that definitely having to just understand that I'm a good person. Yes, I'm going to get hurt sometimes, but I got to continue to be a good person to get what I want. I got to continue to be a good person to get to get everything that I want out of this life. Because really, the good people always finish first. The good people always win in the end. Okay, yeah, you might go through some shitty shit, <laughs> shitty shit. You might go through some shit. Your life might be fucking in shambles right now. If you're a good person, I promise you that shit gonna work itself out. Good people always get treated the worst, but they they always get the best product out of their life. They always get the good people always win. Okay, so if you want to be a shitty person, you want to dwell on the shitty. Ha- Things that happen to you, teach their own. But I'm gonna be a good person with this beautiful, huge, golden, big heart, and watch how watch what it, watch what I get out of it. I mean, like my life is speaking for itself. My life is pretty lit. I see why you bitches mad. I get it. I understand. But maybe instead of hating on me, you should be a good person and work on your life, and maybe it would go well. I'm so weak. But yeah, I mean, real tea, real facts, no shade, no drama. Am I, is it me? Am I the drama? Sometimes.
<laughs> I say this every episode, but I really, really feel like every time that I speak on how I feel and I let things off my chest, because technically, like realistically, this is my venting session every week, like literally. And because the past two episodes, I have not had a topic. Okay, I have not had notes to really like base my show off of. Today, I literally wrote one thing down, the definition of manifestation. Nothing else. That whole episode, that whole conversation was just me winging it. And I think if it's it's good when I wing it, it's good when I do shit like that because it makes me feel good. Like now, I literally feel like a a bunch of weight was just lifted off my shoulders. Because, like I said before, life be hard. And it's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows in your life. Sometimes you're going to have a lot of rain. Sometimes you're going to have a lot of thunderstorms. But there's always a rainbow at the end of those. And that's why I think, that's what I think my biggest message is to anybody going through something hard right now. Yes, there's always going to be rain. It might be it might be really raining hard on you and your life right now. But make sure you look out for that rainbow at the end of that rainstorm. Because it's always going to be there. It's a matter of waiting for it. I also think, like, I'm at a point in my life where... My relationships are kind of not where I want them to be. Or, yeah, my relationships are just not where I want them to be. And it sucks because, like, like I've been saying the entire season and my entire life, I'm a lover. It kills me having to act like I don't fuck, I don't give a fuck about somebody that I give a fuck about. That shit breaks me down to my core. It hurts me. Because I love to love. I want to be the person that you call when you feel like you need need somebody. Like, I want to be that safe space for everybody. And I feel like I just have not been feeling like I've been getting the flowers that I deserve. And that shit sucks. But it's just like, and it makes me not want to fuck with nobody. That's just how I am. That's that tourist nature, bro. My misery don't like company. So if I'm feeling miserable, I'm going over here by myself till I figure that shit out. And I'll meet y'all over here when I'm done. But probably not going to be done for a minute. So don't wait up. You know, (laughs) it's just the type of bitch that I am. But I definitely have been feeling very unappreciated, very undervalued, very, um, very overlooked. That would be an amazing word to use. Very overlooked by everybody. And it's just, it sucks because I don't overlook nobody. When it comes to me and my support and my love for people, oh, you're getting it in abundance. I don't overlook nobody. I don't make, I don't, nah, I'm not that type of person. If I fuck with you, I fuck with you. I'm always giving you your flowers. And I just feel like maybe it's a matter of me being patient. Maybe it's a matter of me just letting my relationships fall into place. Maybe it's, maybe that's, maybe that's it. But I just... Like I always say, it's hard to be motivated, it's hard to be positive, it's hard to be motivating all the time when nobody's motivating you, when nobody's feeding positivity into you. This shit is, this positive shit is only coming from me, like it's coming from within me. Nobody's 
I haven't had somebody come to me in a long time. Like, you know what? I see you. You know what? I fuck with you. You know what? You deserve your flowers. You deserve this. You deserve I haven't I haven't had that in a long time. And I guess like I guess it's been making me bitter because I gotta be that for myself. And it's just like you get tired of being everything for yourself. You get tired of being everything for yourself. And it's just like, damn, like I wish somebody would see me right now. And I feel like, and you know what I also seen? Something I said, I don't remember exactly what it said, but it was like, we often push people away when we want, actually, we often push people away when we want them to find us the most. And I think that's so true because I feel like, I don't know, my relationships in my life have all been suffering. Besides my parents. Me and my parents' relationship is like, me and my parents is always going to be cool. Me and my parents is always going to be close because like we live together and like we all fuck with each other. So it's just like, my relationship with my parents is always going to be solid. Whenever I talk about my relationships, I'm never talking about my parents because those, we Gucci, okay? In the Hill household, we're good. I'm talking about like my friends and I'm not going to lie like how do I say this without telling too much of my business? Um <sighs> There is someone that I think is so cool. There is someone that I think like I said, I'm the type of person where when it comes to my friends, I don't care whether you're a rapper, I don't care whether you got clothes, I don't care what you do. If I see potential in, in you and I see your vision, I'm going to always tell you, yo, you're going to be rich as fuck one day. Yo, you're going to be so important one day. Niggas don't hear you now. Niggas don't see you now, but they're going to one day. Be patient. And there's one person in my life that I really, really see blowing the fuck up quick. And... He's popping right now. Like he's I don't I don't think he realizes how popping and how important and how cool he is. It makes me mad. Because it's like, yo, like I wanna be that person. First of all, two things. I wanna be the person that constantly reminds you, you're you're dope. You're one of those people that I feel like are needed in this world. You may not feel that and you know your life, you know, life you go through shit in life. Life not is not always gonna be like amazing. It's not always gonna be like that. But at the end of the day, you're somebody that I see really doing great things in this lifetime. And I want you to always know that, right? And at the same time, I want to be that person that you blow up with. Because I called it. I seen it. I've always seen that for you. I want to be the person right by your side that's like, damn, like she saw me when I was nothing. Like she was there when I, when I had nothing. And then I got everything. And she's still here. You feel me? Like, I want, like, this person means so much to me. And, like, like I was saying, it's a matter of being patient. Because, like I was saying, like, everybody goes through different things in their life. Everybody's healing is different. I'm at a different place in my life. My life is low-key falling into place. And for him, it may be, shit may be shitty. I gotta, I can't do anything but be understanding and be patient because it's just like, I already spoke it into existence that this is somebody that I wanted in my life for the long run. I already said that. I already made that shit known. I already said it. It's clearly not going to happen overnight. 
it's not gonna happen overnight, but I'm one of those people where it's like, damn, like I want it right now. Patience is not my motherfucking thing. No matter how much I may say, you know, patience is a virtue, all that shit. No, I, 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 I'm a little impatient. Just, just a little, just a little bit. But every day I'm trying to like continue to practice that and preach that to myself. Like, yo, be patient. If this is somebody that you feel is supposed to be in your life and if this is something that you think is supposed to be happening to you, be patient with it. Let it fall into place on its own. But it's just like, damn, like. Patient, being patient is shitty. Hate that. But, you know, that's just life. You got to do it. But I'm not going to go too, too much into depth with that situation because I don't really like speaking on greatness. And I personally think this person is great all the way around. So I'm going to let greatness be greatness. And I'm going to keep it on my heart and keep it to myself and just let my angels and the power of manifestation fall make that shit fall into place for me but i will say this this person has taught me the definition of give people their flowers because not only do i want to give you an abundance of flowers because i feel like you are great and you are that powerful and you are that amazing so i think you deserve all these flowers this person has always seen my dream, always seen me for who I was, always thought I was dope, always thought I was creative, always thought I was amazing. Everything that I see for myself, this person has seen without me even having to open my mouth and say it. And I think that's where the connection came from. And I think that's why they stuck out to me. And because of that, because of you seeing me, because of you giving me my flowers, I want to fucking give you all yours, okay? All of them, all of them, okay? I will plant them just myself. <sighs> That's enough on that because I know he's not gonna, he's gonna know I'm talking about him. Anyway, <laughs> thank y'all for tuning in to an amazing season. Season two was, this motherfucking dog is gonna make me kill him. I'm gonna kill him, I'm gonna kill him. This has been an amazing season. I've done amazing things. I started this season off with a launch party, all that stuff. I did so much. I started this season off with a, an amazing launch party, like amazing drop of my t-shirts. Like it was, it, I did a lot this season. And it's so crazy that that launch party was just in November. Like I literally just did that. And like, it's already over. The season has already ended. So thank you guys for all your support, all the love that you've given me throughout this season. I'm so appreciative and Tomorrow is our five-month anniversary. I can't wait for that. I'm going to continue to be active on my social media. That's really how y'all connect with me the most. So I'm definitely going to continue to be active on that. And I will see y'all February 4th for season three. Me three.